Get road trip ready with a service checkup at your local Chevy dealer. They can save you time and money and get the job done right the first time, worry-free. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com for current service specials or to schedule a test drive. Brian Enton, I, I swear every time I talk to you, you are on the scene of a disaster, but I'm guessing even a seasoned veteran like you has never seen anything like what you're witnessing in Florida. Yeah, it's been awful, Lisa. I mean, it was just uh, it was a wild day yesterday um, covering the storm. You know, it, it just felt like so relentless and, and, and never ending in terms of we were in, we were in Fort Myers and we were in the eye wall for so long. I mean, it was it was. 100 mile per hour winds uh, for for close to two or three hours. I, I can tell. I can tell it has um, taken a toll on you. You can. I can just feel it. That what you're seeing is heartbreaking. Brian Netton is News Nation senior national correspondent. He's been down there covering Hurricane Ian, and you know I see the devastation in the form of videos. You're seeing it up front and personal, and it's got to take a toll on you. Yeah, it's it's emotional i mean we just uh we just got back we're back in fort myers in the downtown we drove out to fort myers beach where there was no cell phone service we never would have been able to talk to you um and uh basically there fort myers beach it's just total devastation i mean almost every structure was either blown over and and the concrete structures or the newer structures that that remain standing they had 12 feet of water um inside so you can only imagine like the water damage, the the you know the loss of life, people who didn't evacuate and were home. We still don't really know numbers on that, but I mean it. It was just awful to see. Well, and here's the thing: the president said today they expect there to be a substantial loss of life. We just heard audio from one of the commissioners in Charlotte County who said the death toll is up to eight, but that really is expected to rise, isn't it? It is, um, and and just seeing it for myself um, a couple of hours ago. It, it, I mean, if people didn't evacuate and the water came up that fast, and and there was nowhere to go, you couldn't drive away. Uh, and meanwhile, you've got you know a category four hurricane at the same time with the, with the winds. I just don't know how people could escape that. And I think the issue, Lisa, is um, we started out in Tampa. You know, at, at the beginning of the week. The message was that this was likely going to hit Tampa. And in Tampa, the preparations were insane. I mean, everything was boarded up. Everybody had sandbags. People had evacuation plans. And then the shift happened, and they said, no, the bullseye is actually going to be the Fort Myers area. So we relocated here, and and it just seems like it totally caught people off guard. I think hardcore Floridians never believe it's going to hit them. They always believe that, ah, it'll shift, I'll be okay. One of the stories that impacted me was a mom in the middle of the night. She has five kids. She left her teenage kids at home with the animals, but the furniture was floating. And she was trying to get the babies out by carrying them basically on her shoulders through water that was up to her chest. And it's just those stories that um, I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen yeah. and how it's going to affect all of us. We just interviewed a, a gentleman um, this afternoon who owns a motorcycle repair shop. He has an apartment on top that he lives in with his wife. They decided to ride it out. He says he thinks the water was rising an inch a minute. Um, so they go up to the water fills up the whole first floor. They go up to the second floor. It's still rising. He has to punch out the wall to get up to the roof. 
he had a jet ski that he got on to go and check on his friends and neighbors, and he discovered uh, several people who had passed away right on his street oh. that drowned. Um, one guy had his puppy with him when he passed. So, I mean, he, the stories are just like, it takes time to, to even set in how, how sad it is. So when the president said substantial loss of life, we're, we're looking at possibly hundreds of people. You know, I, I don't want to give a number because I don't know. I mean, it just depends how many people stayed behind. There's a lot of elderly people in Fort Myers, Fort Myers Beach. You imagine like a lot of senior citizens. I mean, they weren't going to be able to swim away when the storm surge came in. And the issue is that all the first responders pulled out for, for good reason. I mean, it, the whole the whole area was underwater. Um, so so they were getting all of these 911 calls yesterday afternoon and, and literally no one could go out to respond. Brian Etten is News Nation senior national correspondent in Florida. Loss of life, of course, being the most devastating aspect of Hurricane Ian, but then environmental, economic. Um, will people ever get insurance again in that area? There are so many issues that we'll be hearing about for months to come. Uh, what are you seeing today? Like, what are the officials saying when it comes to um, rebuilding damages, or are they just in a search and rescue phase right now? I think they're still in a search and rescue. Let's figure out how bad this really is phase because, you know, the winds didn't die down until after dark last night. Um, and you, I mean, you've got 10 million people, close to 10 million people without power in Florida. Um, I've never, I mean, I'm from Florida. I've never heard of that. It's, you know, there's no power, there's no water. There's barely any cell phone service unless you go to certain spots. Some of the cell phone towers were working, but I think the generators must run out of gas or the batteries run out of gas. So you can't do basic life things here right now. Um, and and it, it, it just seems like it's going to take a very long time for them to, uh, you know, fix all of that. It, it, it's really awful. And what about Sanibel and Captiva? How are the people on those islands faring? That's a good question. The issue there, and I don't know if you've ever been there, it's it's, it's beautiful. It's a, it's a beautiful place to vacation, um, really charming island. But there's only one way on to Sanibel and Captiva. There's one bridge, and part of that bridge broke away, a big chunk, like it's just missing. So there is now no way by land to get to those islands, um, which is obviously a massive problem for search and rescue, for recovery, for supplies, for all of it. Um, so they have a really unique uh, problem there. Um, I've got a, a clip from Governor DeSantis talking about that bridge. We're going to play in one second. So, Brian, you've been down there. You've seen it. I'm not sure that you were old enough to be a reporter during Katrina, but I know that you, based on your history, know a lot about it. Is this going to be another Katrina situation? Are they rescuing people from rooftops? I mean, that was the report this morning. I think it's possible. Again, it's just hard to say at this point because we we were able to get to sort of the fringe of the hardest hit area. There's still water there. We weren't able to get all the way deep in. But the the gentleman I was telling you about who I talked to um, in in his neighborhood when he had to punch out the roof and get the jet ski to try to save his neighbors, um, you know, his frustration now, there's been no one that has come to that community yet, like no police no firefighters, no paramedics. Um, 
just because there's so much, so many problems here. There's so much widespread damage. They can't be everywhere at once. And you, you just sort of like on a day like today, it's like the hurricane's over and, and these communities feel forgotten about in a moment. Thank you so much for your report and your coverage of what is happening, Brian. Thanks for having me, Lisa. Brian Enton, News Nation senior national correspondent. This is what Governor DeSantis had to say. He was actually talking about the bridge that is out that is keeping anyone from getting to Sanibel or Captiva. Well, Sanibel is destruction. Uh, and this is, I mean, for those of you who haven't been, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful place, um, really neat community. Um, and it got hit with really biblical storm surge. And it washed away roads, it washed away structures that were not uh, new and, and could withstand that. Uh, there have been a number of people that have been uh, identified and, and brought off the island safely, and those efforts are ongoing. Uh, not only with the Coast Guard has been involved with that, uh, our USAR teams, and as well as local law enforcement. I think most people have seen the images of the bridge, the causeway, going out to Sanibel, uh, where uh, you, you have destruction of that. And that's something that we obviously uh, will we'll rebuild, but that's not something that will happen overnight. And so most of what's being done to assist is, is air operations since you can't get there on the ground. Uh, I think Kevin will probably have uh, more, um, more, more boats uh, head over there as well. Uh, but the important thing is I was able to speak to the mayor uh, this morning, and, and, and she and her key staff did evacuate, and so they've been operating off more of the mainland in, in Lee County. And, and many people did leave uh, Sanibel, and they did heed the call, which is good. Uh, somebody just uh, sent a text and said, maybe it's time we stop rebuilding on coastal areas because of climate change. It's easy for all of us to say that when, you know, they're dealing with loss of life and what they're seeing down there. It's a... Uh, It's a different scene in Chicago today. I hope you're enjoying the sunshine and we'll give you opportunities to help those in Florida. I'm sure you already know of ways, but over the next couple days, we'll keep you up to date. Lauren has your news next on 720 WGN.